3: Ukraine is under attack by Russian forces being aided by Belarus. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned the world of consequences you have never seen if countries interfere. Reaction from the White House on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We have the president's statement ahead of President Biden's emergency meeting today with G7 leaders. Financial markets around the world react to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Markets in negative territory as golden oil surge. The top two prosecutors investigating the Trump organization suddenly resigned Wednesday, throwing that investigation into former President Trump's business dealings into limbo. A new study finds guns. Guns have overtaken car crashes as the number one cause of premature death from trauma in the U.S. Russia has attacked Ukraine from Belarus, meaning Ukraine is being attacked from all sides with the aid of Belarus or Belarusian forces. Russia claims to have crippled Ukraine's air defense system. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned of consequences you have never seen if countries interfere with Russia. Russia claims to be attacking Ukraine's military bases. However, CNN reporting this morning that Ukraine's interior ministry said there have been hundreds of casualties. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres issued an urgent plea for Putin to stop. President Putin, in the name of humanity, bring your troops back. To Russia.
4: In the name of humanity, do not allow to start in Europe what could be the worst war since the beginning of the century.
3: Martial law is in effect in Ukraine. Ukraine's air defenses report they shot down five Russian planes and a helicopter early this morning near Kharkiv. U.S. President Joe Biden expected to make an announcement this morning regarding the escalating situation. Biden meets with G7 leaders today to talk about the next course of action. The G7 is an intergovernmental political forum consisting of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom and the U.S. Biden has condemned Russia's attack as unprovoked and unjustified. In a statement, Biden said, President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Biden says the world will hold Russia accountable. Here's Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on the Rita Cosby Show criticizing Biden.
5: One of the first things Putin recognized when Biden came in is he showed weakness. He worked, Biden worked to remove all the sanctions and all the accountability and military uh, leverage that President Trump had put in place, he just removed that.
3: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tweeted late last night that Biden was briefed about the invasion on a secure call by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Chairman Mark Milley, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Financial markets around the world reacting to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Global financial markets plunged while oil prices and the price of gold are up. Markets in Hong Kong and Sydney sliding 3%, while Tokyo and Seoul sank 2%. Here's CNBC international correspondent Hadley Gamble on MSNBC.
0: But I have to tell you, the Asia markets have already been reacting to this story. As you mentioned, oil over $100 a barrel popping above $100 a barrel. This is significant because the White House, Western powers declined to sanction the energy sector. And there's a Uh reason for that, because this wouldn't just hit the gas sector, this would hit oil prices. And you've got to remember that when it comes to oil prices, the United States at the end of last year took 7% of their oil from Russia.
3: Right now, Dow futures are down 631 points. Oil prices jumped nearly $3, topping more than $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. The crisis in Eastern Europe could disrupt Russian supplies of crude. Russia accounts for about 12% of the world's oil supply and provides about 40% of gas to the European Union. Two prosecutors in charge of the investigation into the Trump organization suddenly resigned Wednesday from the office of embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. The resignations of Kerry Doone and Mark Pomerantz throw the future of the criminal probe into question. A spokesperson for the DA's office, in fact, confirmed the resignations. Former President Donald Trump previously said.
1: These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racist and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after.
3: And the New York Times citing sources reported that the grand jury investigation had stalled and that Dunn and Pomerantz quit after Bragg raised doubts about pursuing a case against Trump himself. 77 WABC time check 508. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit.
6: Hey, good morning, Deb. Well, uh, in Cranberry, New Jersey, on uh, the uh, Turnpike, on the Outer Roadway, northbound near Exit 8, the truck lanes are closed up to Exit 14 due to some construction. Also in Ridgefield on the New Jersey Turnpike, eastern spur southbound between western spurge, Mer- excuse me, west spur, merge, and southern mixing bowl. That area is also closed due to some construction. The bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnel all looking pretty good right now. On the island, parts of the IAE westbound starting to see some delays heading into the city. We've got construction on in East Hills on the LIE eastbound between Exit 38 and Glen Cove Road, that has one lane closed over there. In Freeport, two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Medbrook Parkway and Winston Avenue also due to construction. Heading into Hudson Valley and Yonkers on the off-ramp at I-87 at Exit 1, that's closed due to emergency water main repairs. Also, Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards, so use... Route 9W as an alternate. Over to the Bronx and White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont Avenue uh, before the cross Bronx Expressway. That's closed over there due to that uh, that fire that happened earlier this week by Bronxdale Avenue. No major transit delays. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda
3: Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today, high of 33. Overnight, a mixed bag of snow, sleet, and freezing rain. The low of 32. Freezing rain changes over to rain tomorrow as temperatures increase to a high of 39. Right now, right at the freezing mark, 32 clear skies here in Manhattan. Your fifth story in our top five at five. The leading cause of premature death from trauma in the United States is now guns. It's overtaken cars. The data from the annual National Vital Statistics Report, which takes into account even things like death certificates from each state in the U.S. report finds gun suicides are highest in older white men, while gun homicides are highest in young black men. Gun suicides among women increased 31.5% over the study period, which is from 20, 2009 to 2018. And black women lost more potential years of life to gun homicide than to gun suicide. Seventy seven W.A.B.C. time check five ten on the heels of the Ukraine invasion. A new Gallup poll finds President Joe Biden's foreign affairs approval rating at a new low, 40 percent. The president marks on foreign affairs, meanwhile, are one point below that his overall approval rating of 41 percent. Here's what Biden thinks.
5: I didn't overpromise. But I have probably uh,
4: outperformed what anybody thought would happen.
3: Gallup also found that 62% of Americans disapprove of Biden's handling of the economy. Only 36% of people approve of his handling of Russia. The poll conducted from the 1st of February until the 17th, before the most recent Russian escalations in Ukraine. Well, Democrats have chosen a progressive, a member of the so-called squad on Capitol Hill, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, to deliver the Democratic response to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address next week, March 1, here's Tlaib at a rally in Detroit for coffee workers who are on strike.
7: You have to have access to be able to thrive in our country. We are the richest country in the world, y'all. It shouldn't be this hard. You're working hard. You're trying to do what you're supposed to do. And it's still this difficult.
3: A summary copy of Tlaib's speech was shared with Politico. She is expected to criticize Republicans and even some Democrats for holding up Biden's social spending and climate package and argue liberals have pushed for the president's agenda. Sleeb is running for reelection, by the way. Well, recall efforts are underway targeting woke Los Angeles District Attorney George Gaskin. The L.A. County Prosecutors Association has announced they voted overwhelmingly in support of an effort to recall their boss, Nearly 84% of the 800-member association took part in this vote, with an overwhelming 97.9% voting in support of the recall of Woke DA George Gaskin out in L.A. Here's L.A. Deputy DA Jonathan Hamati on the Rita Cosby Show yesterday.
5: There is so many deputy district attorneys who work for my office who are dedicated to fighting for justice, fighting for victims. Uh,
4: fighting for what's right and following the law. Um, George Gascon came into our office and has completely destroyed the office.
3: Gascon declined an invitation to speak to the association. The group contends that Gascon has refused to speak with his prosecutor since taking office to explain policies that have sparked the recall drive. Gascon has repeatedly defended his policies, saying his stances were well known throughout his campaign. Former President Barack Obama is being criticized for being soft on Russia during his administration. Former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper thinks the Obama administration should have done more to punish Russia for invading and annexing the Crimean Peninsula back in 2014. Here he is on NBC with Chuck Todd.
4: Do you wish that Obama had done harsher, stricter sanctions uh, in 2014?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. I wish we, as an administration, had uh, been more aggressive in, in 2014.
3: The Biden administration, along with Europe, launched some sanctions on oligarchs and banks, but withheld the most crippling sanctions pending further action from Moscow. Biden said the sanctions went far beyond the Obama administration's response to the Crimean invasion. However, some GOP leaders believe the White House response was not strong enough Clapper also said Russia has become more emboldened than he was eight years ago when he invaded Crimea. The U.S. Department of Justice is ending the China initiative. It began in 2018 under then-President Donald Trump Trump, to protect U.S. national security against Chinese spying on U.S. intellectual property and its academia. Over 200 Yale professors signed a letter begging A.G. Merrick Garland to end the initiative. Here is Haipei Shu, president of the United Chinese Americans on Fox News.
4: We just hope that they will end the prosecuting of Chinese American scientists and allow them to go back to do the research rather than fear for their future.
3: The DOJ says it was concerned that the old program began by Trump stoked anti-Asian bias after receiving input from the Asian American community. The DOJ now says it is implementing what it says is a broader initiative called the Strategy for Countering Nation State Threats. Seventy seven WABC time check, five fifteen on the dot. Justin Ellick with sports.
4: Yes. Good Deb. morning, Justin. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. No local action last night, so let's take a look ahead and see what's set to take place here in the very near future. On the ice, you get a triple dose of hockey tonight as the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils are all set to drop the puck. The Rangers and Devils will get things started at 7 p.m. Eastern time with the Blue Shirts hosting the Washington Capitals and the Devils visiting Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins. As for the Islanders, they'll round out the night of ice hockey out west in San Jose when they face off with the Sharks at 10.30 p.m. Quick look at the hardwood as well. Sees the Nets tip off their second half of the season at home against uh, the Boston Celtics tonight. That tip is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Knicks fans have to hang on until Friday night when they host the Miami Heat at the Garden. Sticking with the Knicks here, point guard Kemba Walker has agreed to be sidelined for the rest of the season, allowing him to work out in preparation for the 2022-23 season, presumably in a different home city. The four-time All-Star signed a two-year deal with the Knicks after an August buyout with the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the marriage became fraught with starts and stops that ultimately led, ultimately led to the mutual separation inside baseball now as well as the mlb has announced it will begin canceling regular season games if the league and the mlbpa can't come to terms on a new cba by monday tick tock mlb let's play some ball here with the early news sports update i'm justin ellick on 77 wabc i'm very impressed justin
3: No, oh, thank you all right, let's very good, justin ellick. all right let's head over to traffic
6: frank diaz Justin Ellick is almost as good as Sid Rosenberg, but not quite. Anyway, in Cranberry, New Jersey, on the turnpike and the outer roadway northbound near exit 8, the truck lanes are closed up to exit 14 due to construction. Also in Ridgefield on the New Jersey turnpike, Eastern for southbound. Between Westboro Merge and southern Mixingville, that area is also closed due to some roadwork over there. The bridge Lincoln and Holland are also looking pretty good heading into the city right now. On the island, parts of the LAE westbound starting to see some delays heading into the city. Construction work in East Hills on the LAE eastbound between Exit 38 and Glencove Road. That has one lane closed over there. In Freeport, two lanes are closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winston Avenue also due to construction. Up in Hudson Valley and Yonkers, we got that off-ramp still closed on I-87 at Exit 1 due to emergency water main repairs. Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point also closed both ways because of the weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W. View. That's your best bet to get around that. Also, in the city, Staten Island Bridge lower level is closed in both directions due to some construction. Also, in the Bronx, and White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont Avenue and right before the Cross Bronx Expressway, that's closed over there due to uh, some fire department activity from that fire that happened earlier this week. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC.
3: Taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high only 33. Now, overnight, a mixed bag of snow, rain, sleet, and freezing rain. The overnight low right at the freezing mark of 32. That freezing rain changes over to all rain tomorrow about 10 in the morning as temperatures increase to a high of 39 on Friday. Right now, 32 degrees, clear skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business
2: report. Investors are keeping a very close eye on Wall Street today as Russia's invasion of Ukraine plays out for the world to watch. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 465 points, the S&P 500 gave up 79 points, and the Nasdaq fell 344 points. From Kmart's peak in the 1990s, with about 2,400 stores and 350,000 employees, it is now down to just four stores remaining in the U.S. after the company announced that it will be closing two more stores. Kmart death watchers say that the four stores left are in Oregon, New Jersey, Long Island, and Miami. Executives at Peloton allegedly hatched a plan to conceal rust and corrosion on their high-end bikes with a chemical solution just months after a costly recall of the company's treadmills plunged the company into crisis last year. If a plan dubbed internally as Project Tin Man, staff concealed the corrosion on the bikes, which cost over $3,000, and enjoyed a massive increase in demand during the COVID pandemic before reportedly sending them out to customers. The recall saw shares in the exercise bike maker slump by as much as 27%. And finally, risque products like vibrators and lubricants were once the exclusive domain of sex shops and cheap drugstores. But times have changed. Sephora recently became the latest retailer to offer these items from emerging boutiques like Maud and Dame products under the sexual wellness category. Selling their products under well-known names like Sephora and Bloomingdale's gives startups a pass that has traditionally been denied to sex toy makers. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
3: The Russia-Ukraine crisis sending futures here in the U.S. down. Dow futures down 598 points, 1.81 percent right now, to 32,468. The S&P 500 down 74 points. The NASDAQ down 294 points. Meanwhile, gold's up nearly uh, $50 an ounce, and uh, crude oil near $100 a barrel to $99.41, up $7.31. The
2: WABC Early News.
3: Well, the New York City public school system is now more dangerous than ever. According to the NYPD, student weapon busts have spiked by 80 percent from guns to box cutters. Many students say they're packing out of fear. WABC's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on this issue with political analyst Hank Schenkopf.
7: And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now as political analyst Hank Schenkopf. How are you, sir? doing great
5: so wonderful to be with you this morning
7: thank you so much sir talk to me about what's going on in the new york city public schools we're seeing kids that never would have been caught with a weapon now being caught with a weapon what is happening
5: well part of there of so many factors going on here the schools are unsafe the number of school safety agents have been cut they're down by about a thousand therefore you know guess what happens if no one's watching people will do things that's one two raise the age we now have children who are uh, able to commit crimes for people and won't go to jail. You know, a student can carry a gun and he can do it for someone who's above 18 and uh, we know the student carrying the gun won't go to jail. It's likely to be released or put into some kind of program or not. Um, it's just a mess and it's not going to get much better. We will save safety agents right away.
7: Right, because we are hearing from teachers that a lot of the kids that are being caught with weapons, we're talking box cutters, uh, knives, they want to protect themselves because of that few small element of students that are violent.
5: We can't blame the students for carrying weapons in many cases. Why? Because they're afraid if there's no school safety agent, if the environment's unsafe, if you know other people have weapons, you have to protect yourself. Who do we blame for this? Well... We can't blame parents and we can't blame. Uh, well, who do we blame? I don't know the answer to that. That's a big one. But one thing we do need now is more security in the schools, bring scanners back, put the school safety agents to work.
7: Why did they remove the school safety agents? That's a good question.
5: You know, people have been screaming about defund the police. Well, in New York City, during the de Blasio years, school safety agents declined by they uh, they're down about twelve hundred or more of the original of their mandated number. We're down 2,500 detectives. We're down several thousand patrol officers. We're down several thousand correction officers. We're down as much as a thousand probation officers. What do people think is going to happen?
7: And now there's a new Siena College poll that is showing that 85 percent of New Yorkers want a stricter bail law. Does that surprise you? Well, you know,
5: not surprising at all. Look, the people that are going to learn this lesson quickly, most quickly, the Democrats come the fall of 2022. I predict that they will go down 22 seats, 20, about 35 seats, excuse me, around the country in the House in that range. I think the other thing that's going to happen in New York state, there are probably three state Senate seats and who knows what else. But the but and New York will be New York City will be isolated from the rest of the state. People want to be protected. They do not want to be afraid. And they don't like the fact that crimes are going on in places where they should not be happening, which is frankly too close to suburban neighborhoods. And, um. They're not prepared to be afraid anymore.
7: Well, thank you so much, political analyst Hank Schenkoff, and come back anytime. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. You too, sir. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News.
3: As we just heard with Lydia Serrani and Hank Shenkoff, New York City Mayor Eric Adams weighing in on the surge in the arrests of city students on weapons charges.
2: I am not going to tolerate the reason you're carrying a weapon is because you feel afraid. Uh, My job is to make you uh, feel safe, uh, but we are not going to give in to the belief that if we feel unafraid, that we are going to carry a gun.
3: According to NYPD data, weapon seizures in schools, New York City public schools, are up by 80% so far this year compared to pre-pandemic levels. Weapons involved here include things like guns, knives, and taser confiscations NYPD data shows taser seizures are up 600 percent. Knife arrests are up 25 percent compared to the 2019-2020 school year. Now, 14 guns, many of them loaded, have also been recovered inside of Department of Education buildings so far this academic year. Former NYPD Sergeants Benevolent Association head Ed Mullins turned himself into the FBI yesterday. The former SBA head was charged with one count of wire fraud in federal court. Ed Mullins released on a quarter-million-dollar bail bond after pleading not guilty to the charge. Prosecutors for the Southern District of New York accused Mullins of overcharging the union for a million dollars in expenses from 2017 to 2021. These expenses related to things like costly dinners at high-end restaurants, groceries, and even gift cards for relatives. Here's Mullins on Fox News in 2017.
6: Every little thing that occurs now is about political correctness. And somewhere along the line, you have to push back and say, enough. Uh, This is how we live in this
1: country. Uh, Without law uh, law enforcement and law and order, we have total
3: chaos. Mullins resigned as head of the SBA in October of 2021 and retired from the NYPD a month later. Mullins also faced disciplinary proceedings for tweeting NYPD paperwork pertaining to the arrest of former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's daughter during protests over the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd. The MTA has announced it will soon start installing specialized platform barriers at three subway stations. The barriers work to prevent people from either being pushed or falling onto subway tracks. MTA Chairman and CEO Jano Lieber says the platform doors will be installed at three locations Times Square, Third Avenue, and Sutphen Boulevard JFK stations for the number seven L and E lines. The
6: teams that are being put together combine homeless services, social service professionals, mental health professionals, and frankly, cops to back them up so that those interactions with folks who are, for whatever reason, electing to house in the uh, subway system. Um, that, that those are meaningful interactions.
3: And the installation, all part of a pilot program following incidents of people either being pushed or falling onto subway tracks throughout the New York City subway system. 77 WABC time check 527. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit.
6: Hey Deb well in Cranberry, New Jersey Turnpike on the outer roadway northbound near exit 8. We still have those truck lanes closed up to exit 14 due to construction. All to uh, Also in Ridgefield on the on the turnpike eastern spur southbound between west spur merge and the southern mixing bowl. That area is also closed due to some construction. The bridge Lincoln and Holland also looking pretty good right now on the island. Parts of the LA East starting to see some delays heading into the city. Construction Construction work in East Hills on the LAE Eastbound between Exit 38 and Glen Cove Road that has one lane closed over there. In Freeport, two lanes were closed on Sunrise Highway Eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winston Avenue, also due to construction. Headed over to Hudson Valley and Orange, is an accident on International Boulevard on both sides at I-84. Over to Yonkers, the off-ramp is closed on I-87 at Exit 1 due to emergency water main repairs. And don't forget, Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9W to get around that. Also in the city, so got some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway, eastbound between the Gowanus Canal and Atlantic Avenue. Sand Island Bridge, lower level, westbound still closed in... uh on the westbound side due to construction but if you're heading into the city the other side has been cleared so you're good to go over to the bronx on white plains road southbound between east tremont and before across bronx expressway that's closed over there due to that fire department activity from the fire earlier this week no major transit delays at the moment alternate site parking rules are in effect i'm frank diaz of traffic on the sevens for 77 wabc your forecast from the
3: ramsey Mazda weather center mostly cloudy today high of 33 overnight a mixed bag of precipitation Snow, sleet, and freezing rain. The overnight low is 30. And tomorrow, that freezing rain changes over to all rain mid-morning as temperatures increase. Tomorrow's high is 39. Right now, 32 clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, Sir Elton John's final farewell, Yellow Brick Road tour has been a rocky road. Sir Elton's private twin jet Bombardier Global Express suffering hydraulic failure at 10,000 feet while jetting its way to New York City. And it had to make an emergency landing in Ireland. Sir Elton continued on, though, making it to New York in time for two big shows this week at Madison Square Garden. And Sir Elton has had uh, quite a lot of problems during this tour. He's repeatedly had to postpone live shows because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, And uh, also, he had tested positive for COVID-19 as well. 77 WABC Time Check, 530. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. More news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after this.
7: Entertaining and informative.
2: It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
3: Welcome back or welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic and weather. Here's everything you need to know.
1: It's the top five at 530.
3: Ukraine under attack this morning by Russian forces being aided by Belarus. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned the world of consequences you have never seen if countries interfere. Reaction from the White House on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We have the president's statement ahead of President Biden's emergency meeting today with G7 leaders. Financial markets around the world reacting to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Markets in negative territory as gold and oil surge. The top two prosecutors investigating the Trump organization suddenly resigned Wednesday, throwing the investigation into former President Donald Trump's business dealings into limbo. New study finds guns have overtaken car crashes as the number one cause of premature death from trauma. That's Russia attacking Ukraine from Belarus, meaning that Ukraine is being attacked from all sides now with the aid of Belarus or Belarusian forces, Russia claims to have crippled Ukraine's air defense system. Russian President Vladimir Putin has warned of consequences you have never seen if countries interfere with Russia. Russia claims to be attacking Ukraine's military bases. However, CNN reporting that Ukraine's interior ministry said there have been hundreds of casualties. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres issuing an urgent plea for Putin to stop.
4: President Putin in the name of humanity bring your troops back to russia in the name of humanity do not allow to start in europe what could be the worst war since the beginning of the century.
3: Martial law is now in effect in Ukraine. Ukraine's air defenses reports that they shot down five Russian planes and a helicopter early this morning near Kharkiv. President Joe Biden is expected to make an announcement this morning regarding the escalating situation in Ukraine. Biden today meets with G7 leaders to talk about the next course of action. The G7 is an intergovernmental political forum consisting of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and, of course, the United States. Biden has condemned Russia's attack as an unprovoked and unjustified event. In a statement, Biden said President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Biden says the world will hold Russia accountable. Here's Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on the Rita Cosby show criticizing Biden.
5: One of the first things Putin recognized when Biden came in is he showed weakness. He worked. Biden worked to remove all the sanctions and all the accountability and military uh, leverage that President Trump had put in place. He just removed that.
3: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tweeted late last night that Biden was briefed about the invasion On a secure call by Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Chairman Mark Milley, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Financial markets around the world are reacting this morning to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Global financial markets plunged while oil prices and the price of gold are up. Dow futures are down as well over 600 points. Markets in Hong Kong and Sydney slid 3 percent, while Tokyo and Seoul sank 2 percent. Here's CNBC, international correspondent Hadley Gamble on MSNBC.
0: But I have to tell you, the Asia markets have already been reacting to this story. As you mentioned, oil over $100 a barrel, popping above $100 a barrel. This is significant because the White House, Western powers, declined to sanction the energy sector. And there's a Uh reason for that, because this wouldn't just hit the gas sector, this would hit oil prices. And you've got to remember that when it comes to oil prices, the United States at the end of last year took 7% of their oil
3: from Russia. Oil prices jumped nearly $3, topping more than $100 a barrel for the first time since 2014. The crisis in Eastern Europe could disrupt Russian supplies of crude, and Russia accounts for about 12% of the world's oil supply and provides about 40% of gas to the EU. Well, two prosecutors in charge of the investigation into the Trump organization suddenly resigned Wednesday from the office of embattled Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. The resignations of Kerry Doone and Mark Pomerantz throw the future of the criminal probe into question. A spokesperson for the DA's office, in fact, confirmed the resignations. Former President Donald Trump previously said...
1: These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality... They're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after.
3: And the New York Times citing sources reported that the grand jury investigation had stalled and that Dune and Pomerantz quit after Bragg raised doubts about pursuing a case against Trump himself. 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 538. Frank Diaz's traffic and transit.
6: Hey. D- Hey, Dad. well, on Ridgefield on the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, eastern spur southbound between western spur merge and southern mixing bowl, that area is closed due to construction. We've got some heavy traffic on parts of the Garden State Parkway, I-287 and Turnpike, but it's all moving pretty well if you're heading into the city. Well, George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Town is all looking pretty good right now. On the island, we've got parts of the LIE westbound starting to see delays heading into the city. Construction work in East Hills on the LIE eastbound between Exit 38 and Glencove Road. That has one lane closed over there. Freeport also two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway Eastbound between Middlebrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue also due to construction. Up in Hudson Valley in Orange, there's an accident on International Boulevard on both sides at I-84 heading to Yonkers. The off-ramp is closed on I-87 at Exit 1 due to emergency water main repairs. Also, don't forget, 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards, so use 9W as an alternate. Over to the city, we got some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway Eastbound between the Gowanus Canal and Atlantic Avenue. However, the Sand Island Bridge lower level construction on all lanes have been cleared, so you're good to go coming in and out of the island. In the Bronx on White Plains Road, southbound between East Tremont Avenue and before the Cross Bronx Expressway, that's closed over there due to some fire department activity uh, because of that fire that happened on Archer Street earlier this week. No major transit delays right now. Alternative parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC.
3: Thanks, Frank, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today, the high 33. Overnight, we have a mixed bag of precipitation, snow, sleet, and freezing rain. The overnight low is 32, so it'll be right at that freezing mark. Now, as temperatures increase tomorrow, the freezing rain changes mid to late morning over to all rain, and tomorrow's high 39. Right now, 32 degrees, clear skies. And just wanted to mention to you our last story in our top five at 530. The leading cause of premature death from trauma in the U.S. guns. This is according to a new study which finds that guns have overtaken car crashes as the number one cause of premature death from trauma. And, uh, this is according to this, uh, new report that increases, uh, that puts together all these vital statistics. It's done by the annual National Vital Statistics A report, it takes into account death certificates from each state. The report finds that gun suicides are highest in older white men. Gun deaths are up from car crashes, car crashes down over a 10-year period from 2009 to 2018. The annual percentage change in gun deaths increased by 0.72% every year, while the annual percentage change in car crash deaths fell by 0.07% every year during that study. 77 WABC time check, 540. President Joe Biden reportedly has a short list of nominees he is considering for the nation's high court. He is expected to announce his choice on Monday. Sources tell NBC that President Joe Biden has interviewed three finalists for the upcoming vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court. 83 year old Justice Stephen Breyer, of course, retiring at the end of this year. President Biden reportedly spoke with federal judges Katanji Brown-Jackson and J. Michelle Childs and California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican out of Kentucky, said he finds absolutely nothing wrong with Biden's pledge to nominate a black woman to fill the open seat.
0: I heard a couple of people it's inappropriate for the president Uh, to announce he was going to put an African-American woman on the court. Honestly, I did not think that was inappropriate.
3: And some conservatives though, have criticized Biden for agreeing during the 2016 presidential campaign to nominate a black woman to the high court. That in exchange for the needed backing of South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn securing the state's electoral college votes. More trouble for the president's son, Hunter, Hunter Biden. At least two of Biden's ex-lovers have testified before a federal grand jury that is investigating Hunter Biden. Hunter first revealed back in December 2020 that his tax affairs were under federal investigation. David Weiss, the U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware, is overseeing that investigation Meanwhile, the president has insisted he knew nothing of his son's business dealings, including those related to Ukraine, where Hunter was paid $50,000 a month for being a board member of Burisma. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything
5: having to do with their businesses, period.
3: To date, Hunter Biden has not faced any charges. An investigation by the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Senate Finance Committee in 2020 into Hunter's Ford and business dealings during his father's tenure as vice president discovered that there were at least four large transactions that banks flagged as potential criminal activity to the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. A reading of the Communist Manifesto at a nonprofit community library in Rhode Island was interrupted by a group of protesters carrying a flag with a swastika, banging on the windows and yelling profanities. Now, up to 20 protesters can be heard in a live stream of Monday's meeting at the Red Ink Community Library in Rhode Island. A video was posted to Twitter. It shows the flag and the protesters, some of whom appear to be making Nazi salutes. The crowd dispersed when police arrived. The reading of the Manifesto is actually an annual event held at that library every every February 21st to mark its publication. Once again, the District of Washington, D.C. has failed in its attempt to secure official voting representation in Congress. The Washington Post reporting the Supreme Court on Monday rejected an effort to give Washington, D.C. residents a voting member in Congress. The court cited a similar case from 2000 that concluded that D.C. is not constitutionally entitled to voting representation because it is not a state. The city is currently represented, though, in the House of Representatives by a non-voting member. And then that is Eleanor Holmes Norton, a Democrat out of Delaware. 77 WABC Time Check coming up on 545. And Justin Alec is here with a look at your sports. Yes, Deb, I am back with another look at sports here. No
4: uh, no local action last night. So let's take a look ahead and see what's set to take place here in the very near future. On the ice, you get a triple dose of hockey tonight as the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils are all set to drop the puck. The Rangers and Devils will get things started at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with the Blue Shirts hosting the Washington Capitals, and the Devils visiting Pittsburgh to battle the Penguins. As for the Islanders, they'll round out the night of ice hockey out west in San Jose when they face off with the Sharks at 10:30 p.m. A quick look at the hardwood as well sees the Nets tip off their second half of the season at home tonight against the Boston Celtics. That tip is set for 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Knicks fans have to hang out, have to hang on, excuse me, until Friday night when they host the Miami Heat at the Garden sticking with the Knicks here point guard Kemba Walker has agreed to be sidelined for the rest of this for the rest of the season allowing him to work out in preparation for the 2022-23 season, presumably in a different home city. The four-time All-Star signed a two-year deal with with the Knicks after an August buyout with the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the marriage became fraught with starts and stops that ultimately led to the mutual separation. Inside baseball now as the MLB has announced it will begin canceling regular season games if the league and the MLB can't come to terms on a new CBA by Monday. The clock is ticking for Rob Manfred and company. So uh, let's play some ball here with your early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC.
3: All right, Justin, let's head over to traffic with Frank Diaz.
6: Hey, Deb. Well, we got some stop and go traffic starting to pick up in New York City on the Harlem River Drive uh, southbound between Second Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge. We also got some stop and go traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway eastbound between the Gowanus Canal and Atlantic Avenue. Over to the Bronx on White Plains Road southbound between Tremont, East Tremont, excuse me, and before the Cross Bronx Expressway that's closed over there due to the fire, some fire department activity from that fire earlier this week on Archer Street. Over in Ridgefield, on the New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spur, southbound between West Spur Merge and Southern Mixing Bowl, that area is still closed over there due to some construction. we got some heavy traffic moving in parts of the Gordon State Parkway, I-287 and Turnpike. It's starting to move pretty well. George Washington, Bridge Lincoln, and Holland all looking pretty good at the moment. On the island, not looking too bad either. Parts of the LAE westbound starting to see heavy traffic, but things are moving over there. In Freeport, we got some two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue also due to construction. Over to Hudson Valley and Rock Tavern, there's an accident on inter international boulevard on both sides at i-84 over to yonkers the off ramp is closed at i-87 at exit one due to some emergency water main repairs and don't forget route 218 between cornwall and west point still closed both ways because it was a weather related slide hazard so use 9w to get around that no major transit delays at the moment all inside parking rules are in effect i'm frank diaz of traffic on the sevens for 77 wabc
3: thanks frank and your forecasts from the ramsey monster weather center mostly cloudy today our high is 33 now overnight a mixed bag we have snow, sleet, freezing rain all in the mix. And the overnight low is 32, so it'll be right at the freezing mark. Now, tomorrow's temperatures increase to a high of 39. That freezing rain will change over to rain mid to late morning. Right now, 32 degrees clear skies. Here's Frank Marana with your business report. <laughs>
2: I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Investors are keeping a very close eye on Wall Street today as Russia's invasion of Ukraine plays out for the world to watch. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 465 points, the S&P 500 gave up 79 points, and the Nasdaq fell 344 points. From Kmart's peak in the 1990s with about 2,400 stores and 350,000 employees, it is now down to just four stores remaining in the U.S. after the company announced that it will be closing two more stores. Kmart death watchers say that the four stores left are in Oregon, New Jersey, Long Island, and Miami. Executives at Peloton allegedly hatched a plan to conceal rust and corrosion on their high-end bikes with a chemical solution just months After a costly recall of the company's treadmills plunged the company into crisis last year, if a plan dubbed internally as Project Tin Man staff concealed the corrosion on the bikes, which cost over three thousand dollars and enjoyed a massive increase in demand during the covid pandemic before reportedly sending them out. To customers. The recall saw shares in the exercise bike maker slump by as much as 27%. And finally, risque products like vibrators and lubricants were once the exclusive domain of sex shops and cheap drugstores. But times have changed. Sephora recently became the latest retailer to offer these items from emerging boutiques like Maud and Dame products under the sexual wellness category. Selling their products under well-known names like Sephora and Bloomingdale's gives startups a pass that has traditionally been denied to sex toy makers. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other
3: side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at Dow Futures this morning... Following the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the Dow down 678 points at 32,390. The S&P 500 down 82 points. The Nasdaq has fallen 343. Gold's up $61.10 an ounce. Crude oil up $7.98 a barrel. It's now over $100. 77 WABC time check, 5.50.
5: It's the WABC early news.
3: Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Welcome. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is weighing in on the surge of arrests of city students on weapons charges.
2: I am not going to tolerate the reason you're carrying a weapon is because you feel afraid. Uh, My job is to make you feel safe, uh, but we are not going to give in to the belief that if we feel unafraid that we are going to carry a gun.
3: Now, according to NYPD data, weapons, seizures in schools, are up by 80 percent so far this year compared to pre-pandemic levels. Weapons involved here include things like guns, knives and taser confiscations. NYPD data also shows taser seizures are up 600 percent. Knife arrests are up 25 percent compared to the 2019-2020 school year. 14 guns, many of them loaded, have also been recovered inside of Department of Education buildings so far this academic year. Former NYPD Sergeant's Benevolent Association head, Ed Mullins, turned himself into the FBI yesterday. The former SBA head was charged with one count of wire fraud in federal court. Mullins was released on a $250,000 bail bond after pleading not guilty to the charge. Prosecutors for the Southern District of New York accused Mullins of overcharging the union for a million dollars in expenses from 2017 to 2021. The expenses related to things like costly dinners at high end restaurants, groceries and gift cards for relatives. Here's Mullins on Fox News in 2017.
1: Every little thing that occurs now is about
6: political correctness. And somewhere along the line, you have to push back and say, enough, uh, this is how we live in this country. Uh, without law, and,
1: uh, law enforcement and law and order, we have total chaos.
3: And Mullins resigned as head of the SBA back in October 2021. He also retired from the NYPD about a month later. Mullins has been in trouble in the past. He had also faced disciplinary proceedings for tweeting NYPD paperwork pertaining to the arrest of former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's daughter during protests over the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd. A more controversy surrounding AOC to tell you about reports say that U.S. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat out in New York, the Bronx actually, outright outraged lbgtq advocates in her own queens district last week aoc suggested renaming a local post office that honors a woman who co-founded the very first organization for parents of gay and lesbian children back in 1973 and her husband aoc spokesperson lauren hit told the daily news that the congresswoman had first proposed the name change after some members of the community suggested honoring the late LGBTQ advocate Lorena Borjas. Borjas died in 2020. Her office has started taking suggestions for a potential name change, and it said it's normal for members of Congress to consider new names for post offices, but some say this shows she is not connected to her community. Alan Roscoff, an LGBTQ activist and leader of the Jim Oles Liberal Democratic Club, said the organization is outraged that AOC is considering this change a police say a gun-toting shoplifter with multiple arrests was again arrested at Macy's flagship store down in Herald Square Tuesday a police spokesperson says 21 year old Malik Bramble was grabbed and held by security until the NYPD arrived a loaded 380 caliber handgun was found inside of his backpack as well Bramble ended up being charged with criminal possession of a weapon, burglary, and petty larceny. And sources say he was accused of stealing almost $400 worth of clothes from Macy's. Bramble reportedly lives in Brooklyn. He was arrested weeks ago and charged with grand larceny from yet another department store. That was back on January 14th. He was also arrested twice for armed robbery in 2019, but back out on the streets. A violent robbery on Staten Island, all caught on video. And you can see this video on our website. Here's what happened. Staten Island couple exiting their vehicle in their own driveway were mugged in the Midland Beach section of Staten Island. This happened about 4.30 Saturday morning. The NYPD says three suspects approached this 37-year-old man and his 34-year-old wife, causing a violent struggle with the couple. With both of them, the man was actually punched and thrown to the ground as attackers attacker stole his wallet His wife violently uh, wrestled with the third suspect who ended up stealing her purse. And police say the suspect's all on the run. They're looking for them. So you can end up seeing this video on our website, our website, wabcradio.com. Of course, a lot of other sports and news, both national and local, on that site. Prosecutors say an upstate New York man who has been, in fact, charged in that drive-by shooting death of a SUNY Potsdam student, Elizabeth Howell, won't appear in court later this week. The St. Lawrence County District Attorney told the New York Post that a public defender for Michael J. Snow, who remains held without bond on a second-degree murder charge, actually ended up waiving the preliminary hearing set for Friday in Messina Town Court. Howell's a 21-year-old senior who was about to graduate, she was killed by three bullets fired from a car on Friday as she walked off campus. The motive here is unclear, Snow ended up being arrested on Saturday. He's not a student, employee, or graduate of SUNY Potsdam, although uh, his mother actually graduated from the school and his uncle is employed there as well. A motive here unclear in the murder of this 21-year-old. Well, the MTA will soon begin installing specialized platform barriers at three subway stations. The barriers prevent people from being either pushed or falling onto subway tracks. MGA Chair and CEO Geno Lieber says the platform doors will be installed at three locations, Times Square, 3rd Avenue, and Sutton Boulevard JFK stations for the Number 7 L&E Lines.
6: The teams that are being put together combine homeless services, social service professionals, mental health professionals, and frankly, cops to back them up so that those interactions with folks who are, for whatever reason, electing to house in the uh, subway system Um, that that those are meaningful interactions.
3: The installation is part of a pilot program following incidents of people being pushed or falling onto
6: subway tracks.
3: 787 WABC Time Check 557. (laughs) Frank Diaz has traffic and transit.
6: Hey, Deb. Well, we got some uh, stop traffic on the Harlem River Drive, on the Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue and Willis Avenue Bridge. Also stop traffic in Brooklyn on the Gowanus Expressway eastbound between the Gowanus Canal and Atlantic Avenue. Over to the Bronx on White Plains Road southbound between East Tremont and before the Cross Rocks Expressway. That's closed over there due to some fire department activity on Archer Street. Over, over in Ridgefield on the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spur, southbound between West Spur Merge and Southern Mixing Bowl. That area is closed due to construction. We also have some heavy traffic on parts of the Garden State Parkway, I-287, and Turnpike, but it's moving pretty well. George Washington Bridge, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnel all looking pretty good heading into the city at the moment. On the island, not looking too bad. Parts of the LIE starting to see heavy traffic, but things are moving there. we got some slow traffic in Jericho on the LIE westbound between Exit 40 and Shelter Rock Road. Over to Freeport, we still got those two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Winsome Avenue. Due to construction up in Hudson Valley and Rock Tavern, there's that accident on International Boulevard on both sides of I-84. Heading to Yonkers on the off ramp over there on Exit One on I-87, that's closed due to emergency water main repairs. And don't forget Route 287, 218, excuse me, between Cornwall and West Point is closed both ways because of weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W as an alternate. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz. A traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks,
3: Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather center mostly cloudy today air highs 33 dicey overnight snow sleet freezing rain overnight with the low right at the freezing mark of 32 and freezing rain tapers off to rain mid to late morning tomorrow as temperatures climb to a high of 39 degrees tomorrow right now at the freezing mark of 32 degrees clear skies well, Sidney Rosenberg is in the studio already and he's, yeah, hear him? He says it is going to be a spectacular day. Spectacular on <laughs> Bernie and Sid coming up. Here's the lineup as 77 WABC recognizes Black History Month. Our very own John Katsimatidis kicks things off at 7.05. Of course, the owner of Red Apple Media at 7.40. Former Governor David Patterson. Bill O'Reilly at 8.40. And former HUD Secretary Ben Carson at 9.05. Valerie Bertinelli, actress. American actress Valerie Bertinelli at 9.25. And all our usual pieces as well, including Lydia Serrani, Peerless Spoilers Contest. We've got it all coming up at 6. Stay with us here on 77 WABC.
0: Spectacular.